This podcast provides information to help esports professionals identify and approach legal problems. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. Legal information is not the same as legal advice, which is an application of law to a party's specific set of circumstances. You should not and are not authorized to use this podcast as a source of legal advice. And the information in this podcast does not create an attorney-client relationship between the Law of Esports podcast, any of the lawyers or affiliates of the podcast, and any consumer of this podcast. Welcome to the Law of Esports podcast, the number one podcast that discusses legal issues as they relate to the world of esports. My name is Jake Hicks, and I'm an attorney that represents teams, leagues, and organizations. And my name is Nefi Lopez, and I'm an attorney that represents players, streamers, and personalities. And today we have a really cool episode for you guys. It's another one of those kind of update episodes where we talk about our experiences in the space. The last one of these we had was with the Optic Major for the Call of Duty League Major 1 which was the one hosted by Optic Gaming, by Optic Texas, and the eSports Stadium in Arlington, Texas. This episode is about DreamHack Dallas and our experience there, the people we met, all the great times we had, and also what DreamHack is, because Nephi and I have been telling people that we went to DreamHack, especially people in the legal world, and they keep on asking, okay, what is DreamHack? It sounds like uh, some weird like theme park you went to yeah. or some EDM festival. It's kind of like both of those, but not really, but it was a great time and we're happy to tell you guys all about it today. Yeah. So DreamHack is a unique event, but uh, also to throw in there, we also went to uh, uh, the Complexity Industry Mixer, which is uh, one of the key things that uh, we were really looking forward to that weekend. We were invited by Complexity, the the, the uh, esports organization um, in, in Frisco. Uh, and so we're going to talk about yeah, that as so- well. Yeah, the complexity thing, we didn't know at the time, but it was actually part of the whole DreamHack thing, where everyone that was at DreamHack ended up being at that event, too. Um, and it was really cool that they were able to do both of them at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about them both. But first, let me explain to you guys what DreamHack is, right? DreamHack is sort of this unique event. Um, it's actually considered a festival, and it's thrown by ESL Gaming, right? For those of you guys that don't know what ESL is, um, it stands for Electro- Electronic Sports League. And it's uh, essentially a company that operates all types of like high profile branded international leagues and tournaments around the world. Um, some of their well-known brands include the IM, which stands for Intel Extreme Masters. DreamHack is one of their big events, the ESL Pro Tour. And then they have something called the Snapdragon Pro Series. Um, and they, you know, work quite quite a few um, esports tournaments at their events. Uh, the one that we went to in Dallas uh, you know, this 2022, uh, just a couple of weekends ago, um, was basically a three-day festival held in Dallas. Uh, and again, they call it a festival because uh, although they have esports tournaments, um, there's actually musical performance uh, performances by various artists. Uh, that I think the headliner this at this event in Dallas was Motionless in White, which is sort of it was a, pretty sick. A, it was a hardcore, it was like yeah. a whole metal concert. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was definitely a good time. I like those guys. Um, and then, you know, they, they had that throughout the tournament or throughout the weekend, which was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, and then they had the esports tournaments to kind of break that down a little more specific. They had the IAM, the Intel Extreme Masters CSGO tournament, uh, where there was 16 of the best CSGO teams around the world competing for a $250,000, um, basically prize. 
They also had the DreamHack Amateur Open Fortnite tournament. Uh, you could buy what they call BYOC, which is bring your own computer, um, which was really cool because they kind of um, timed it to where the Fortnite season was ending and there was a Fortnite event um, at the actual, you know, uh, um, amateur open Fortnite tournament um, where the winner they had a live of that, event like that day. Yeah, the, the winner for that uh, got $25,000. And we'll talk about that a little bit more because there actually ended up being a fight um, towards the end for one of the guys that was getting griefed by another guy that was, um, you know, long story we'll talk about that uh there was also the collegiate rocket league world championship going on at the same time um there was the esl impact the all women csgo circuit was having their season one global finals where they basically had eight of the best teams from around the world competing for a shot at one hundred and fifty thousand, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. and then they had a bunch of like various fighting game tournaments uh where they were rewarding i think it ended up being like twenty thousand dollars total in cash prizes some of those games were like super smash bros ultimate Super Smash Bros. Melee, Guilty Gear, and then Kings of Fighters 15. Um, and it, it was pretty cool uh, the whole weekend, the way it was set up. Um, and then during the event, they had like cosplay tournaments. They had creator and professional panels. They had professional team signings, photo opportunities with all, you know, the pro teams and the content creators. And, and you know, they were selling all kinds of, uh, of merch and, you know, stickers. And it was just, it was, it was a convention turned into a, esports tournament that includes music i mean it, it was such a great yeah great event if you, if you think about dreamhack so the way dreamhack started was like in the mid 90s where it was just a big kind of land party where everyone would bring their own computer and everyone would compete and game the entire time and that theme is still there so even when at dreamhack now whether it's in dallas or atlanta or stockholm sweden you can game there if you have your computer there 24 7 the venue never closes the entire time. And so you can go there at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., whatever, and there will be people gaming there literally the entire time. But now that everything's advanced so much, and there's been so much investment in the space. DreamHack is kind of broken down to five main things. Um, there's the gaming festival, which is where you bring your own computer and game the entire time. Then there's kind of an esports slash competitive section, which it was the Rocket League. Um, it was IEM, the CSGO tournament. It was the fighting games, the 1v1 tournaments. Uh, then there's like uh, digital art competitions where there's people that bring art and stuff like that. And there's cosplaying and they give out awards for that. Some of the cosplayers were super advanced and that was kind of fun to see. And then there's live music. So they have concerts every night. And then there's like a trade expo where they show off different um, gaming industry communities, different products. Um, Intel had a massive, massive exhibit there. Um, but we also saw it, installations from CLX gaming, um, a variety of other gaming competition or like peripheral equipment companies, Nest quick, the chocolate milk people had a booth there. Um, so, and that's kind of what it is. So gaming festival, esports, uh, digital art, cosplay, and then concerts and the expo. And that's kind of what it's evolved into now. And Nephi and I were lucky enough to check out every single one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And three days is a long time. And, you know, just a uh, uh, truth be told, Jake and I actually, you know, were invited to dream hack and then also the complexity mixer. Um, but we didn't really, you know, commit to go until last minute. Cause I had a jury trial scheduled for the following week. And I think Jake had some big things happening on some of the case he was working on and our weekend actually opened up and, 
halfway through the week, Jake and I are like, dude, let's, let's, let's go. There's no way on earth we're going to miss this. And, uh, and I mean, I'm, I am so happy that we were able to make it because we met such amazing people had such a great time. Uh, we're able to, to, to really network with, uh, ESL corporate along with the sponsors the, and, and their corporate folks, um, uh, built a lot of great connections, met some great people. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to talk about all that. Um, but thank but, you, Nephi, for driving me around, by the way. Thank you. Bro. <laughs> yeah. I, took a, I took a bus at midnight from Houston to Dallas because I had a big memo due for a, a, a NFT Web3 development game that we were advising that was due like that Friday. That's another episode we're going to have uh, that we're going to shoot or record this week was NFT Web3 Gaming. But uh, so Nephi had his jury trial getting about to get reset. I had this big memo due took a bus at midnight. Nephew drove up the next morning at like 4 a.m. just so we could make it all work. And yeah. I'm really glad we did. But yeah. it was it was a touch and go for a minute. Yeah, it, and it was a really good time. So Jake, Jake had most of his Friday morning was taken up by this NFT project that he was working on and advising. Um, I fortunately was able to attend some of the networking events that uh, DreamHack did. Um, I'm going to I'm going to give a shout out. Now to Dave Souza, who's the head of comms for ESL, who ended up becoming a very good friend of ours during this event, who actually organized these uh, mixers or uh, networking events for not content creators, but for like the corporate sponsors and media and, and, and personalities like us that are in the professional realm. Like we're not necessarily, you know, video game players uh, uh, or like that's, that's on our M.O., um, and you know, we got, we got together, had some brunch and I met some great guys, um, you know, the CLX executive team. I met a lot of their, um, their, um, press folks, uh, a lot of the ESL, um, you know, in-house corporate guys. There's a bunch of dudes from, from, uh, Germany that we ended up becoming really good friends with. And we got excited to see oh, every time yeah, we dude, I love those guys. Um, and you know, yeah. we, we just, we had a great time, uh, and, and as the day progressed, you know, we did interviews. We met a lot of uh, uh, professionals, um, a lot of content creators, and just overall had a fantastic time, man. I mean, and, and it was a great day to start because we made some connections with the corporate guys, uh, which, you know, we're, we're actually end up, uh, we, we might end up teaming up with some of these corporate guys that, that we spoke with um, on our upcoming, um, you know, contract series that we're going to talk about later on. Um, but I mean, it's like, what, what, what the heck? Fantastic start to the event. Um, you know, Friday morning and, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know where, where, where should we start off? Right. Um, you know, you, you kind of get in there, uh, you start mingling with everybody. I mean, DreamHack is, was extremely organized by the way they had, I mean, literally a, a two or three page, um, itinerary with things going on all day and we can pick and choose every five minutes. To. There was something else new. Yeah. Going on. I mean, panels, I mean, all kinds of things. And it was extremely organized. And, and I mean, my, my, I really tip my hat. To, to DreamHack and ESL and all the organizers. Um, I mean, just such a great job. Um, and so, you know, we, we, we go in there, Jake eventually ends up joining me and, and we kind of begin, you know, kind of perusing the, the, the sponsors and the people that are there communicating with those guys and kind of breaking out our weekend. Um, and really the, the sort of the highlight, one of the first things that we did uh, once Jake came on sort of midday throughout the tournament was we actually did an interview with uh, Jake and Hunter for their show called the cool. Down. Jake, yeah. Jake lucky and Hunter. Um, and if you're follow gaming at all, Jake lucky is a massively well-known personality for esports news and things like that. 
and they're starting. So him and then another guy named Hunter, who they were previously with their former project. Now they're at different projects where Hunter's with, um, I think he's with Immortals and, and Golden Guardians and LAG, um, the LA Guard. And then Jake Lucky is with Full Squad Gaming. And now they have a new project called The Cooldown Show, which should be really cool. And if, if they don't end up going with that project the entire time, I'm sure they're going to find another one. But if you follow Jake Lucky on Twitter, you'll see that they had a full stream of The Cooldown Show throughout the weekend. And that was the first time they had The Cooldown Show that they ever did it. And it was the first time they had guests on the show. And guess who their first guests were on the show? Yeah, that's our claim to fame. <laughs> the law so of right esports. Uh, yeah, the law of esports was the first guest on the cooldown show with Jake Lucky and Hunter. So huge shout out to those two guys. That was really fun. Um, meanwhile, I had just gotten off a conference call, showed up, got my badge uh, that Nephi had for our uh, formal invites to the event, sit down, and they ask us, they're like, so introduce yourself. And I'm still like breathing hard from running through the venue. And Nephi turns to me, he's like, uh, Jake, why don't you go ahead? I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm. My name is Jake. I think I don't. Like, yeah, it was it, it was, was uh, <laughs> it was a rough start, but uh, you know we we were able to to kind of get into the the some of the more interesting uh, things that we can contribute to and our unique perspective on certain issues that were happening in esports and and you know Jake and Hunter are such professional guys. Uh, we were able to discuss quite a few things that we've recorded on the podcast. Um, several episodes, you know, like the whole Doctor Disrespect versus Twitch thing. You know, we discussed some uh, we, we kind of grazed and, and, and did a very cursory view of certain contracts and issues with contracts that we're going to break down a lot more in the future. Um, right. You know, and, and then obviously our background and how we got into esports um, and then broke it down more specific to, you know, their issue with their previous project um, and, you know, sort of their ability to be able to discuss any specifics. Uh, you know, we kind of broke that down a little bit. And kind of educated the the viewers on on certain things related to esports and esports law, um, and you know just overall had a great conversation with those guys. I mean, it's it's and over the weekend, I mean, they're such solid dudes. It was such a pleasure meeting them in person for the first time. We'd gone back and forth on Twitter um, and online, uh, you know, via email beforehand, but it was good meeting those guys. Um, and then you know just going from there, wrapping up that interview. Those guys finished their cooldown episode. We kind of walked around. We we you know had a meeting with some corporate sponsors that wanted to talk to us about the podcast. Um, and then after that, we ended up kind of hightailing it over to the to Frisco to the uh, to the Cowboys slash Complexity Gaming headquarters uh, for the what what they called the Industry Mixer, which was a, a fantastic event held by those guys. And uh, you know I'm, I'm so glad we were invited. I'm extremely grateful to everybody on the Complexity team that was able to host us there. Um, and I mean, what, what, what can we say? I mean, it was such a great event. We met a lot of great people. We really got a lot of, uh, FaceTime with the complexity, you know, uh, corporate guys, um, and just had a great time. Yeah. And for like a very brief, almost insultingly short history on complexity, it's a gaming organization that was created in the early two thousands. They move through, they get into Counter-Strike, they get into Call of Duty. They have one of the greatest Call of Duty teams of all time in like uh, 2011, 12, 13, 14. And um, the teams that were winning before the Optic Dynasty started to win were complexity teams. And most of the personalities today are former complexity guys in Call of Duty, at least, and some in CSGO and some other titles. Then they move forward into this, you know, they continue 
getting teams and playing their games and everyone's doing really well. They get a lot of notoriety. Then they get acquired by Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys. And they get this whole facility built at the star, which is the Cowboys practice facility. And now there's a huge esports facility there that just opened. And that's why they invited a bunch of industry professionals to come see it while everyone was at DreamHack to come see the type of investment they're making into esports. And so, you know, Complexity is a world-renowned brand in the esports space, and now they have one of the best esports facilities out there. And I've been to a number of football facilities myself, and this was so similar to a football like locker room type player performance facility with all the things you would expect that tailor specifically to people getting better at gaming. So Herman Miller, uh, one of the big uh, you know, computer, I guess, office chair manufacturers, yeah, like furniture. Yeah. And if you, if you work in any big law office, you probably have a Herman Miller Aaron or whatever we do for some reason. Um, they're comfortable, <laughs> but, uh, they actually have a lab there where they determine the best pieces of gaming chairs to tweak and to change for the absolute best performance in game. It's called the Herman Miller innovation lab and it's there in the facility and it's incredible. So they have all these little sensors, all these like cameras to see how guys are sitting, where they're putting pressure. Uh, it's the same thing you would do with like a football cleat to determine how to make it better. They're doing that with chairs to make guys better at gaming. Um, same thing you would do with a mouse or a keyboard to optimize that. They're doing that with chairs and that's inside the complexity facility. Um, they also have areas for media. They have areas for food, for <laughs> like training tables. Um, they have film review rooms like you would have in a football facility where you have an area with a bunch of chairs, a, a innovative board where you can break down film. Um, and it's CSGO at complexity, but it used to be a number of other things. Um, and so they have that. They have also uh, streaming stations for everybody. They have a bunch of offices for all of their um, their partnerships managers, their C-suite. So Jason Lake was there. We chatted with him for a little bit. He walked up to us and said, oh, are you the podcast guys? Yeah, that was <laughs> like, so mind-blowing, man. <laughs> yeah, Such we a like, nice yeah, guy. The, Such a nice guy. Yeah, we're the attorneys that have the podcast about it. Um, and then uh, Rita Landell's Rita, awesome person, creative partnerships at Complexity. Kyle Batista the chief operations officer over there at Complexity, who actually we were chatting with him and we had so many questions because when it comes to the COO of a gaming organization, that the information they have and their strategy and what goes through their mind is so valuable to know just for that background industry of, of or background knowledge of the industry. And Kyle was one of the coolest guys we'd ever nice met. And he said, guy. yeah, he's like, you guys want to talk shop? Let's talk shop. And we went into a conference room during this party, closed the door, turned on the lights and just sat and talked about the challenges they're facing, where they're seeing success, where they have more of an uphill challenge. And uh, I mean, that guy's got to be one of the most innovative, forward thinking business people that we've met in the industry, um, which is crazy because at this point, as far as the podcast team goes with Nephi and I, for conversations that are not privileged, attorney client, uh, we've been able to talk to two COOs so far, um, Jeff Moore and Kyle Batista, that that we can discuss openly, and you know both of them 
have just been incredibly informative and incredibly innovative in their forward thinking approach to both monetizing esports events and also creating the atmosphere that will permeate more and create more opportunities for monetizing esports events. And so I think the next event we're going to that Complexity is hosting is the Tim the Tatman tailgate in mid-July. And everything around that office was all pretty much tailored to that yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but that whole facility, the Players Lounge, I mean, every single thing there is tailored to making uh, esports competitors feel more, um, more at home, more available to focus on the task at hand, which is getting better at whatever title they're competing in. And the entire thing was just top notch. I mean, I can't imagine, it's hard to imagine a better facility, but I hope that more and more, um, esports organizations create at least peer facilities. And I think they're well on their way. I know Envy's facility is pretty incredible. Um, I know G2 has an amazing facility in Europe. And so I hope that can, we see that more and more, but man, in terms of esports facilities, complexity was top notch. Dude. Yeah. And, and one of the things that really impressed both of us and it really stood out to Jake was, uh, you know, these guys, obviously uh, they have a player's lounge and, and, and the funny part is um, they have actual cowboy players go up there and, and use the facilities. It's not limited to just the professional esports guys. It's used to, for the actual athletes that will go up there. Same thing with a lot of their, you know, equipment. When we were talking to Kyle, he was telling us, look, our, 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 you know, video game guys have access to the same facilities, the same doctors, the same, basically the same treatment as an actual NFL athlete playing for the Cowboys, which is amazing. I mean, think about that perk. Uh, you know, whenever we heard that, I mean, we were just blown away. And, you know, it, 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 the way their their um, area was set up, they had these. Uh, and what, what were the machines, Jake? You might be able to explain a little bit more. Um, you know, where it's essentially like after a long workout running, doing all that stuff, the leg that where it basically runs like cold water jets and massages your, your, your legs. Um, you know, something that Jake is familiar with from, from, you know, professional sports. Um, you remember what those are called? You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Yeah. So they have these recovery pods where you put these sleeves on that will fill up with water and, and create compression. Mm-hmm. And the ones they had there were Normatec compression sleeves for people's legs and arms and stuff. And I've used those a ton. I think they're, I think they work, but it's incredible to see that tech being applied to esports. It's not cheap. And it was like, no, it's, it's not cheap. I wish, I wish I had one. Maybe with the next, maybe in the next bonus season, <clears throat> Foley and Lardner. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but no, I mean, every aspect you can think of, or at least that I could think of to create the optimal environment for the mental and physical performance, at least when it comes to gaming is um, it, it seems to be taken care of there. And I'm sure they're going to find ways to innovate on top of that. Like I said, the people there are incredibly forward thinking and incredibly involved in what's best for the esports space that they can reasonably obtain. But what they have already is absolutely incredible. Um, and when you think about it, so I posted on the Law of Esports Instagram, the recovery pods and the players lounge and all these things. And I, we had a lot of people that we know from the traditional sports world or from outside of esports that follow us now, um, or at least a few, thank you guys that follow us so far. <laughs> and one of the big questions that we got in the DMS was this is, I mean, that's insane. Like, why do they have recovery stuff? Why do they have Normatech? Why do they have, um, all these things? And, and if you think about it to create the best cognitive 
and physiological performance that you can have, you really need your entire body firing on all cylinders. And it, there's been this a lot of discussion on whether esports players are athletes. And I think Shaquille O'Neal came out and said he thinks that esports players are athletes in a way. I don't disagree with him. But without even wading into that discussion, if you think about someone who has to compete while sitting in one place for a long amount of time and keep small motor control active and stay cognitively active, think about F1 drivers, you know, any, any competitive race car driver, um, anything like that where you're sitting down in one place, but you still have to have fine motor control. Um, your body will still get tired. You still get fatigued. All these things still happen. And so I think all that stuff is totally worth it. I think it's pretty awesome. Uh, frankly, I think it's pretty badass that Jason Lake and Kyle Batista and the guys over at complexity have put this all together to create, like I said, this optimal environment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's the investment, right? These guys are putting in, I mean, a ridiculous amount of money to betterment of their facilities to provide a better environment for their players. I mean, think about it, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to see. And obviously Jake and I still have a lot of facilities to visit being in Texas. We're very familiar with the guys over at, you know, envy and optic uh, complexity. We were familiar with these guys online. We were finally able to meet everybody in person at this event. Um, and I mean, the guys really gave us a red carpet treatment, which was amazing because there was a lot of people there. Um, but it was amazing to get to sit down and talk to these guys and, and really kind of see firsthand the investment that they're putting into their team the future of the team. I mean, Kyle spent a significant amount of time telling us the, the, the sort of the, the things going on with this huge event that they're going to be hosting soon, the Tim, the Tatman um, tailgate um, and, you know, the difficulties and the challenges with throwing such a massive event, um, you know, and then we spoke with Rita who was fantastic. Her and her husband, um, you know, that we met for the first time in charge of, of, you know, the, the, the events that are happening and, and the, the creativity behind it. Uh, just extremely welcoming. And I mean, those guys are just top notch. I mean, I have not a single bad thing to say. And one of the things that Jake and I have realized is everybody in the, in the scene are extremely welcoming and warm. Um, you know, they're, although they're, it, they're, it's inherently competitive, right. Between all these organizations, uh, there's a lot of, of, of working together to, to better the environment of esports. That's why Jake and I do this podcast is to, to educate and inform people about it. And it's, and it's amazing to see these large players like complexity and the executives in complexity that have the same goal and the same mindset, which is, you know, being inclusive rather than exclusive and helping each other out. And so, you know, again, we, we really want to thank these guys one for having us uh, and, but two for taking the time and, and talking to us. Right. I mean, it was, it was amazing. They had an open bar and they had snacks and I mean, it was, we, we met, you know, the, their CSGO team that was there um, along with, you know, a few other guys. Um, I mean, it was just such a great time. And so we started off at DreamHack, did our business there, did a few interviews, went on the, the cool down show, went to complexity. And then after the professional uh, stuff was done, Jake and I, along with the rest of the creators, uh, went to paint the town red. So we, we we're going to talk a little bit about the, the nightlife in Dallas, which was such a great time. Uh, you know, we, we went to this little bar in town called the one-eyed penguin uh, and ran into so many guys that we were not expecting to see. I guess our stories were getting noticed. And so more and more guys kept flooding this really small bar. I mean, it got to the point where it was so overcrowded that Jake and I were offering people 20 bucks 
30 bucks, 40 bucks for them to leave so that the guys <laughs> yeah. that were there with us would come in. Yeah. And, you know, no, once the drink started took, flowing. Yeah, I took $20 bills and was trying to hand them to people to get them to leave the bar so that our friends could show up and like or our friends were waiting outside. And I wanted our friends to be able to get in the bar. They had a capacity issue. So we're literally sitting there with $20 bills like, hey, will you leave? Like, please yeah. just like leave the bar. Give me 20 bucks. <laughs> it was and, amazing. Uh, uh, it was incredible. Um, yeah, I saw so many guys. We like, ran into a lot of guys, yeah. And so, you know, and, and one of the guys that we actually met that weekend was this guy named uh, Spence, American Dad, Nolan, and uh, AD's American Dad's, um, his girlfriend, KB, um, were, were one of the few people that we met um, at the event that was just amazing. Those guys met us there. AD, shout out to him, who's a fiend on the pool table. Um, you know, as soon as we got there, he saw it and he's like, man, I'm going to take over this place. Uh, but ran into a bunch of other guys, you know, obviously Jake Lucky was in there with us, Hunter. We ran into our, our buddy Hilton, uh, who's with Optic. Uh, we ran into the legendary professional Halo player, Flame Sword. Uh, Noko. Hey, Flame Sword was cool as hell, man. Oh, I've, I've been, I've been following Flame Sword for a long, long time. And it's, um, you know, it was cool to talk to that guy. And then probably like one of, I mean, what a, like, Seeing Hilton there was awesome. His buddy Oreo, they were all cool. But um, it's always great to run to Hilton, especially in uh, in Dallas. Um, it's always fun. But man, I think one of the favorite people that I met for the first time that weekend had to have been Noko. Noko was an absolute G from yeah, the man. from the beginning, man. Yeah, yeah, one of the and coolest for, guys. For those of you guys who don't know who Noko is, he's a um, he is a um, uh, gosh, what's Apex, bro? Uh, Apex, that's right. He used to be, I think, with TSM. Um, mm-hmm. Had just recently left TSM. Ran into us. Um, you know, he's he's part of the uh, the Monster Gaming, um, you know, esports team. Uh, and what I mean by team is, was, he's one of the guys that are sponsored along with a few other guys uh, with Liquid. Um, and you know, just such a nice guy, extremely genuine. Um, and I mean, just one of the guys we weren't expecting to see came through. Um, and just was hanging out with us. Such a nice guy. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there, there was a handful of other people that we met, uh, you know, that, that particular night as well. There was, um, you know, this, this, um, his name was, it's, it's a hundred thieves guy. Um, uh, own If I'm, if I'm saying it properly, he's a hundred thieves apex player. There was a lot of apex guy here this weekend, by the way. I mean, we, we met a ton of them, uh, over the weekend. Uh, the, the, some of these guys that I'm enlisting are not guys that came out that night, uh, but some of the guys that I met, which was like Deridium, you know, Monty. Uh, we ran into Mendo the, the next day. Extremely nice guy. We got a, we got a good chat with him, and and you know, he told us a little bit about his history. We're hoping to kind of get him to come on to the podcast as a guest. Uh, we'll see if we we're able to to do that. We also met the um, the the Liquid, um, you know, Team Liquid uh, player manager. Um, and I mean, just extremely nice guy. And then, you know, that particular night at the one eyed penguin, I think it's what it's called. You know, we, we shut the place down, had a great time and then started out the next day on Saturday uh, with, you know, more interviews. Um, well, you know, and real quick, the, at the at the bar the night before and throughout the whole weekend, one solid like theme of this podcast of our ability to create content within the space and our ability to kind of move throughout all these events as far as they go, at least in Texas was Trent Knox again. Um, 
super oh, cool shout guy. Shout out to Trent. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Trent, uh, Esports Business Network. He was out there with us the entire time, uh, just being super cool, being a, a total bro, uh, introducing us to a bunch of other uh, other corporate sponsors, other corporate players in the industry that we may not have met before, especially uh, internationally. And so Trent Knox, man, shout out once again, you know, helping to uh, propel the podcast yeah. along that yeah. much more. No, yeah, and 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 you know, again, uh, he's he's a guy that we see at all these events, um, and he's a guy that you know kind of keeps us basically facing in the right direction to make sure that hey, look, these things are happening. These are things that you guys need to look out for, and so we're always going to shout mm-hmm. him out every chance we get. Um, and so uh, you know, he he also I think um, was invited to the complexity mixer, and he obviously met us there, and, and we were able to have a good time. Um, and then, you know, and that was kind of every night was, was a, a different, you know, party basically where we would run into all kinds of guys. Um, you know, Saturday, uh, you know, we, obviously the day started out similar on Friday. We started out with some networking things in the morning. We did some interviews. We met the G2 team, you know, spoke to those guys, you know, kind of, you know, told them, uh, or spoke, spoke to them about the tournament and what, you know, what was going on. You know, unfortunately those guys were knocked out. Uh, shortly after, you know, meeting up uh, with the media, um, but you know, got to meet those guys. Met the 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 um, several other CS:GO teams. Uh, Evil Geniuses was one of the other guys, um, the team that we met. And then uh, halfway through the day, uh, we were able to do some content um, with CLX. Uh, you know, shout out to those guys. You know, Jorge, George, John, Jesus, Imad. Jason, um, you know, if I'm forgetting anybody else, I'm, I'm very sorry, but you guys were amazing. Um, you know, they did a little um, interview of us that they're going to be posting on their community um, page. That It's a new series that, that, that Jason and, and uh, some of the guys and John were working on. Um, and so it was a pleasure. That was a really fun interview, guys. too. Yeah, it was, that was, it was a really fun interview. Because um, we had so much freedom. It was open-ended questions. We could talk about the podcast, about our, our law practices, um, all that stuff. Because I think one of the big misnomers that some people have if they first listen to the podcast, especially episodes like this, which aren't really substantive in terms of legal information, is that they think Nephi and I are at the same law firm or that we do the same type of law. And um, that's not really the case. We're at different law firms. We do different type of law. And matter of fact, when it comes to esports, we're often on the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to negotiations where Nephi is usually negotiating for an individual and I'm usually negotiating for an organization or a team or a publisher, et cetera. That's right. And so it was great to do that interview and be able to explain those nuances, but also we like Nephi and I obviously share goals with this podcast and how we bring information out to the industry, out to individuals that want to get into the industry. And so interviews like that were really fun. And I hope we get to do more of those as we continue to create content in the space. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, George is such, he, he's the guy in charge of, of like partnerships and, you know, marketing for CLX. And for those of you guys that don't know, CLX uh, is a large, um, it, they're, they're uh, like a computer manufacturing um, company. And they were actually the sponsors and one of the large sponsors to DreamHack where they provided all the computers. If you guys, anybody went to DreamHack, any of you listeners um, or saw that there were streamers, that were streaming live at DreamHack, they were using CLX computers. I mean, these guys brought the big right. guns. You would walk around and you'd see a different PC at every table. And I mean, these guys had, I mean, 
all the bells and whistles. I mean, they were amazing. And I mean, CLX is really invested in these types of events and want to make sure that creators can come to these events, produce high quality content. In fact, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact, the interview that we did with Jake Lucky that Friday evening uh, was using all CLX equipment. If you guys tuned into the to the cool down show with Jake Lucky and Hunter during that weekend, that was all with CLX equipment. Any streamer that you saw, AD, American Dad, whenever he was, uh, I think he was judging a Minecraft tournament, um, he was doing it on a CLX computer. I mean, those guys, and we've been extremely impressed at the, the progressive view that CLX has. And we're not sponsored by CLX. We're not, you know, we have no ties to those guys. We can just tell you based on our personal you know, observations and communications and just interaction with these guys. These guys yeah. are the real deal. They're innovative and, you know, nothing negative to say. Clearly, you know, you know, Jake and I, we build our own PC to be able to put the show together. And, uh, you know, we, we, we may end up teaming up with those guys in the future. Only, only time will tell. Uh, but you know, if you guys, it'd be great. I was, I was looking at CLX PCs on my computer yesterday on my laptop. Jake um, doesn't have a PC, by the way, if you guys are listening. Yeah, I got a sweet look PS five, Xbox series X, you know, and then some laptops and that's how we're rocking. <laughs> um, so there, I do have a need for a new tower PC. Um, you know, CLX, if you're out there and you're listening and you want to um, be a part of the show. Uh, no, I was I was looking at them because I, I legit might buy one. I mean, I, after talking to those guys and seeing how passionate they were about every aspect of yeah. PC building, about the capabilities, because um, we I asked them point blank. I mean, we weren't interviewing them. We were just chatting. But I asked them point blank about um, like what Gamers Nexus has done for the PC space where they will go buy a PC from the store and run it through the ringer of speed testing, heat testing, absolutely everything, seeing every way they can break down a case. And these guys were passionate about that. They were supportive of those efforts of like, hey, take our case. We rate it for this. Put it through the test. See how it performs. Um, Because they said, look, we we guarantee that we test it harder than whatever a YouTuber is going to do. and they were really passionate about it and yeah. like talking about how they build the PCs and, um, you know, sending guys over to their, the manufacturing factories to make sure every piece comes out to spec. Yeah. Um, like all, all kinds hey, of cool Sue's stuff. Spending three that, months in China. That was crazy story to hear, man. Y- yeah. And not saying that other companies don't do that. Um, but it was cool talking to CLX and also they were really cool about sponsoring the event with their PCs. Cause they understand that, not every streamer is free to use or free to publicly use whatever PC they want. So some of them had to either not mention CLX or cover up the CLX marketing to be able to stream there. And the CLX guys were totally cool with that. They totally understood. They said, look, if you're sponsored by Alienware or somebody, that's fine. Still use our PCs. We still want you to use them um, and just have a good time. And so that was, I mean, that's kind of the dream hack vibe. But CLX was totally supportive of that. Yeah, so yeah. And, I thought and, that was really awesome. And we're shouting them out now, not because, you know, we have any benefit to gain from it. Um, you know, they, they they didn't say, hey, we might do a deal with you if you mention us on the podcast. That's not at all. You know, Jake and I and, and the benefit of us is, you know, we are free to speak our minds. We, we don't have any particular sponsorships. I'm not saying we're not going to have any in the future. We're, we're absolutely going to try to to build this podcast, be able to produce it. At, at a higher level than what we've got now. Um, but we legitimately will discuss people that we meet and products that, that they stand behind and, you know, 
give them their props, give them their due credit. And these guys at CLX are no joke. And so well, and that guys, was the one thing that, oh yeah, ahead, so CLX is badass, but that was the one thing that Nephi and I were particularly interested in because we were like, okay, if CLX puts all the PCs out for everyone to use, obviously some of these guys are locked into deals where they're not allowed to do that. And they have portions of their contract where they're not permitted to use another PC peripheral manufacturer uh, or another PC brand that would breach some of their contracts they have that don't have carve outs for events like, um, like DreamHack, yeah, or like other events that are out there. And so uh, usually the carve outs are only for esports competitive events. So if you go to an event in Sweden and they don't have CLX computers, then you could probably use something else, even if you were locked in to a contract with CLX. There's usually a carve out for competition specific right. stuff. Right. Um, but for just streaming and hanging out, usually those carve outs don't exist. And so from a legal perspective, we were just super interested in how they handle that. And uh, George said, look, I understand that. And that's why we're not making a big deal about it. If you want to show off a CLX computer, please do. They're there for you to use. And if not, we're going to still give you the best PC we can to give you great streaming quality and all that right. uh, whatever um but they were totally understanding of the whole legal aspect to using computers at an event like this yeah yeah and so so that was a big highlighter of our day was meeting and sitting down with the clx folks because they they again were hosting what what they call the creator hub at dreamhack which is where you know during the um the cosplay tournaments all the guys and girls were sitting up in the middle uh the the creators were able to hang out in there um, you know, and they provided refreshments, you know, whatever. Um, and you know, we got to meet those guys. Then later in the day, that's whenever the, the, uh, a concert was, uh, motionless and wide and a few other people, um, you know, was, was over on the left side by the Intel area. Um, but before we talk about, you know, um, that evening, we also, I'm going to give a shout out, uh, to Demontre Moore, who was an NFL football player that we met, uh, actually Thomas, uh, Spence, uh, AD's uh, agent um, or handler, I don't know what, what the proper term would be, introduced him to us. And this is a guy that uh, is an NFL football player actively uh, in the NFL right now. He's a free agent, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and we were able to connect with him and, you know, kind of get his perspective on, you know, streaming, esports, you know. And, it, and it's funny to see somebody with a traditional um, a sports background talk to us about, you know, his attempt to breaking into the esports space. I mean, these guys that are professional players, um, they have such a massive interest in video games. And he told us, you know, in the locker room, every, you know, and he's also huge into anime, um, was was telling us, and he's a big Dragon Ball Z fan, uh, was telling us how, you know, the guys, you know, when he played with the Panthers, um, you know, the guys would have on Fridays or, or on certain days, they would come in and everybody would bring their favorite anime shirt or they would have certain video game tournaments, or they would have gaming nights. Um, you know, a lot of the guys to the, the team would encourage them, you know, to stay out of trouble by providing them all types of state of the art equipment for them to be able to play video games within the facility. Cause they would rather have the guys there playing call of duty versus them having out at bars, you know, getting in trouble, getting pulled over for DWI, just doing crazy dumb things. Um, and so we were able to kind of get some of that and we might have him on the podcast as well. Um, to come talk to us and give us a little bit of an insight as to how he's been able to build this community and, you know, talk a little bit about how his, his NFL career um, 
kind of overlaps with what he wants to do with esports and video games and streaming. Um, and, you know, I know Jake was able to connect with him on a different level because they've had a lot of the similar experience playing, you know, um, uh, being free agents, bouncing around different teams. And so, uh, Jake, yeah. I don't know if you have no, anything to add to that. No, super cool guy. I know he's a, he's a free agent right now. Um, I've been there, obviously not at my eighth year, but in my second year, which was a bummer. <laughs> um, but I'm, you know, he's, he's in shape. I think he's going to be fine. Uh, Demontre, if you're listening, good luck out there, get that contract, get signed, man, keep on playing as long as you can and um, keep on creating content. Cause I think yeah. that's one of the coolest things too, is everyone there was so supportive of the whole esports space, creating content, all those things. Um, and that was, uh, that was honestly one of the coolest aspects of an event like DreamHack was just the atmosphere. And that yeah. continued on after that. Yeah. Yeah. So then we had the concert um, and, you know, Jake and I still had some interviews to do while the concert was happening. Um, and, you know, th- and that was such a great time. I mean, everybody, the, the, like I said, the atmosphere was amazing. I mean, there's all kinds of people there coming in from all different parts of the world. Um, and, you know, and, and I mean, it's, it's just, it's just, it's everybody's there to have a good time. Um, yep. the Fortnite event had just happened, um, where I, I guess the servers were shut down for like a day or whatever. Um, and so, I mean, just the, the way the timing, the event was, 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 was awesome. Um, and then, you know, then, then we obviously ended up that night, um, hanging out over at the bar, uh, at the sports bar for the hotel that we were staying at, which was the Omni, uh, that was attached to the, to the convention center and, uh, where we ran, where we ran into, somebody that we were not expecting to see, but somebody that we were very pleasantly surprised and happy to, to really finally meet in person. Uh, regardless of, of any interactions that we may have had, it was, it was amazing to run to this person. So uh, Jake, I'll let you kind of take the lead about that, that amazing <laughs> Saturday night. Cause I know you were the one that was like, what the heck is this? Uh, yeah, no. So, so there are two events going on simultaneously in Dallas, in the Dallas area. One was DreamHack Dallas, which had um, IEM for Call of Duty, Rocket League, College World or uh, Championship, and the Fortnite event. All those things were all at DreamHack. At the same time, there was uh, an Overwatch tournament, uh, an official Overwatch League event at Esports Stadium in Arlington, the venue that's owned by Envy Gaming. And so sponsored by the Dallas fuel, by the way. Yeah. So the Dallas fuel is Envy's overwatch team. Yeah. So Envy's overwatch team obviously is Dallas fuel. And so we knew that was going on. We wanted to go. We didn't have enough time given all of our other uh, interview responsibilities and all these things we had going on at DreamHack, And they're about 45 minutes apart. And so we also didn't think we would see any other Envy gaming people that weekend. Um, We were lucky enough to run into uh, Ian and a few other Envy guys at the Complexity event, but we thought that would be it. And so Jeff Moore, Justin Rojas, all the guys that we know and love at Envy, we knew they were all over there working, um, and we just couldn't make it over there to go see them. So we're all at this uh, post-event party, whatever, uh, networking event at the hotel that we're at, and then all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see Mike Rufail, Hastro, right? <laughs> uh, one of the most well-known people in gaming history, certainly one of the most important people in North American esports, shows up in his Dallas fuel hat from the event. And so I was like, I had no idea he was even showing up. And getting contact with those guys and being able to just sit and have a conversation with them is pretty rare, right? Especially for us who have been lawyers for 
you know, five or six years. And we have a lot of other legal teams that we're on and a lot of other relationship partners and a lot of people that talk to certainly the CEO or those individuals a lot more than we usually get to. We're usually the workhorses grinding out the memos and those things. And so being able to sit and talk to someone like Castro for just a couple hours, um, just about, you know, life, gaming, whatever, not an interview. Yeah, not an interview, not like really business development, just chatting about it was probably one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. Um, It's definitely something... Yeah, well, I'm just kidding. It's definitely something I've wanted to do more of since we've really grown in the esports space because offering legal services in esports has really kind of been a secondary thing for most lawyers. No one's really tried to really push outside of ESG and Mike Bloom and what those guys are doing, um, at least from the litigation side. Most of it has been just kind of one off projects because you were assigned to work on the litigation aspect of an acquisition or a merger. And so getting to actually hang out with these guys who have been so influential on us, you know, like watching Envy tournaments when Hastro was playing in 2008 uh, um, was absolutely, uh, it was really, really incredible. And, you know, I, I made a post about it on Instagram. We post about it on Twitter, but um, it's they, kind of crazy how it all went things. down, man. Yeah. It, we, we were, yeah. we were, we were talking to Jake Lucky Hunter um, and then, you know, there was this, uh, this guy that we, this, this Australian, very colorful guy, his name is Ben, um, who's actually the, the dad for the CSGO player for, um, Encore, which is an Australian, um, CSGO team. Uh, his son's mm-hmm. name is Savage. Um, you know, we, we were talking to him, um, and he was, you know, he was telling us the, the typical stuff that we hate to hear, which is, you know, yeah, it's, it's me. And my wife, uh, or I guess Savage's mom, were looking over his his contract, and you know we decided, oh, it's you know it's it's not a large team, so they didn't seek legal counsel. And you know, we I was you know kind of admonishing him a little bit. I was like, look, man, doesn't matter how small you got it. And you know, he great guy, and he, he I told him I was going to talk about him a little bit on the podcast. Um, uh, and Ben, if you're listening, man, it was a pleasure meeting you, and you're such a such a genuine, fantastic guy. If you're ever in town, you know to hit us up. Uh, but him and his son, uh, Savage, who's a 17-year-old CSGO player for Encore. Um, amazing player, by the way. I mean, just such a great CSGO player. I think the guy, the kid's got a bright future. And his dad is is his the, the right person to help him steer him in the right direction. You know, we're talking to him. And then literally, like Jake said, at the corner of his eye, he sees and turns around. He sees Astro, you know, uh, uh, Mike there. And I'm like, holy shit. Uh, sorry, pardon my French. I was like, holy cow. Uh, <laughs> um that's him. And, you know, we turn around and, and, you know, we, again, these types of situations, uh, you, they don't come very often when you get to interact with somebody, um, you know, and, and really, really talk about just not esports focused. I'm sure that he'd heard about it enough. We were able to really connect on a different level. You know, he's actually traditionally from Houston um, and right outside of Houston and Lufkin. Um, and, you know, we kind of, we, we talked about the stuff that we would do here in town, which is like go fishing. He's big into fishing. We were, we kind of connected on about offshore fishing and then obviously the history of, of him coming up and how he started envy and, you know, the things that he used to do. And it, I mean, it was just a, such a, such a great experience, such a nice, genuine guy. Um, and, you know, and, and, and we, we kind of talked a little bit about him coming on the podcast as well. And so we've got a lot of guests lined up. We've, we've recorded some episodes already, none that we've released. We've got some more coming up in the future. And so, Mike, uh, you know, if you're listening, we'd, we'd definitely love to have you on the podcast and 
you know, we're going to reach out to you soon to kind of get that figured out. Uh, you know, we want to make sure it's a smooth process. So we're still working out the kinks. Uh, so you can rest assured that we're definitely going to reach out to you and have you come on along with some of your buddies over there at, at, uh, at envy. Um, yeah, but- no, I think our, our strategy for guests at this point are guys who are, uh, like esports players or esports content creators who can give us like tech support tips as we're giving, as we're interviewing. <laughs> and yeah. so that's our yeah. first going to be our, our first couple of guests we yeah. record with is probably going to be people who can be like, you know, you should touch up your lighting or um, yeah. this uh, background is actually a drop cloth. It's not a green screen, although it looks suspiciously, suspiciously like one. If you're watching yeah. this on YouTube versus on Spotify, uh, it's not a green screen. It's an actual cloth and yeah. I can touch it and mess with it. But um uh, and, and talk, it catches the light weird and all that stuff. Talking about people um, that are going to be helping us, one of the guys that I want to give a huge shout out to is Mendo, Liquid Mendo, um, who is one of the guys that I know tends to help a lot of other streamers with their tech setups. He's offered to help us uh, some, and so you know we've been we've been shooting him some messages uh, on the DMs on Twitter. Um, and so if if you know if we get the clear from Liquid to get him on the on the podcast, I'm sure he's going to have a lot for us to to fix on the podcast. So shout out to you, man. We really appreciate all the help and, and you taking the time to talk to us over the weekend. Um, and, you know, kind of hearing a little bit about you coming up in the esports world as well. And so, so that was Saturday, Saturday night. Again, we shut down the bar, met some amazing people. Um, you know, we, we, we talked to other folks that are uh, very, very deeply involved with esports organizations, call of duty league uh, folks. Um, and then, you know, kind of called it a night that night and then, you know, finally started up on the last day, which was Sunday, which was the day that we left. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we caught some, we caught some of the IEM finals, um, which cloud nine, cloud nine one, by the way. Uh, I mean, it was, Um, it was, yeah, they were looking really good though. Yeah. yeah. No, they were, they were looking strong. Um, I'm really excited to see how they perform in, um, the ESL pro series this year. And then, um, yeah, and then we kind of saw some people and pretty much left. I know yeah, we had about three that, minutes of podcast left. So yeah, yeah, no, and that was and that was that was the best part is is the very the very end and and all we're really going to touch up on on Sunday was, um, you know, basically having what you would consider wrap up conversations with some of the content creators that we met. Uh, we you know as soon as we walked in there, we ran into a large group of the Apex content creators. Those guys have a really tight group. Um, you know, and and you know, shout out to also one of the really nice guys that we met was We the People. Um, that's his name on uh, Twitch, on socials, another Apex guy, extremely nice guy, well-connected, went out of his way to introduce us to some of the guys that we didn't know so much in the Apex community. Um, And, you know, him, along with a couple other people, we were able to have the last conversation with Dave Souza again on his way out. You know, we were kind of able to, to, you know, talk a little bit and then, you know, plan some future stuff. Um, And that's what we did. You know, we kind of gave a couple of, uh, last round conversations um, said bye to other people that we met and then uh, went home and, and, you know, Jake and I haven't stopped talking about that event. It was such, such an amazing experience. Um, we're actually thinking about going to the one Atlanta, you know, we've already received our, our invitation from those guys to, 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 to be able to go to that. There are a few other things that we have in the books that we want to go to. One of the ones that we're obviously going to be going to or planning to going to or is Tim the Tatman tailgate. You guys can look out for us on that one. Um, TwitchCon is a big one in October. We're going to see if we can make some time around our schedules because uh, I know October is a busy month for me and Jake. 
Uh, we're going to see if we can work our trial schedules around and, and be able to make it to that. Um, mm-hmm. And then just, just other other major events that are I know are going to be happening. We're going to try to hit up some more Call of Duty League uh, tournaments as well. I know I know those are really good ones. I think, yeah, I think the ten the ten men tailgates the same time as New York Major, but hopefully for champs, um, we can make our way out there, which would be really awesome amazing and obviously it's and it's good for us to show up and support the you know the people that we represent um on the legal side so yeah yeah hopefully but yeah other than that yeah so that that's that's pretty much it you know again this is one of those unconventional episodes where we don't really talk about too much about the law specific to esports but um you know it's extremely important for those of you guys that want to build careers to network get out there. These guys are very, very nice. And we'll talk to you about all kinds of things. Um, and I mean, is there anybody else that I'm forgetting to shout out? I mean, there's, there's Logan, uh, another extremely nice guy. Um, started, yeah, Logan Ewing of the Atlanta premier, Atlanta premier shout really out cool to guy. him. Amazing guy. Uh, if I'm forgetting anybody, mm-hmm. you know, again, I, I apologize ahead of time. Jake and I met such amazing people and we're not forgetting you because we didn't have a pleasure meeting you. It's just, uh, you know, I can't think of any off the top of my head. You guys got to remember we're recording this one shot live and, you know, I'm just trying to do our best, but thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Uh, the, the next few episodes we're, we're going to be releasing. Um, we have a multi-part series on contracts, right? Every time we talk to somebody, they ask us, you know, what are some of the key things I need to worry about? What are, you know, what do I need to know about contracts? We're going to do one general episode discussing it. And then we're going to do a multi-part series, breaking down the specific clauses of a contract to allow you guys the opportunity to understand what it is that you're signing. And so those are, you know, in the works, we're, we're waiting to garden a little more uh, uh, viewership before we put those out, but know that those will be coming out soon. Um, we have one in, in regards to NFTs. It's probably going to be the next episode we release. Um, we have some, you know, talking about DMCA intellectual property, you know, we, we've got the content coming. And so we apologize for not putting out more content sooner. Um, if you're listening to this message, by the way, we're going to wrap it up. But if you're listening to this and you're interested in working with us, like coming up for, you know, thumbnails for our YouTube that we're really trying to boost right now. If you go on our YouTube channel, it's it's dismal. We've got, you know, 20 or 30 subscribers. I mean, it's, it's you know, we really need to work on that side of what we do because uh, we, you know, we created the channel and didn't put anything out for probably over a year. Um, and so we're going to start really putting in the effort on, on putting more content out there. So if you guys want to work with us on that, uh, we're going to start doing also, you know, some, some, uh, vlogs whenever we go to these events, uh, you know, we got a lot of content in the works, uh, along with the interviews, um, part of our, 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 uh, you know, pro op series that we're going to be launching here pretty soon. Um, thank you guys for listening and, um, you know, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Do you have any, any closing thoughts, Jake? No, thank you guys. We appreciate it. And we hope you enjoyed our description and experience at DreamHack. Uh, We're looking forward to the next one. And again, please be on the lookout for new episodes. We have some great ones coming up and we are beginning our interview series this week. So stay on the lookout. Uh, We're really excited about it. Yep. And follow us on all socials, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, you know, and uh, let us know what you guys want to hear about. Thank you guys. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks.